Kia ora and welcome to the Katoi Toy 2021 podcast series. This is a special limited edition podcast series of five interviews commissioned by Creative New Zealand as a part of the 2020 Katoi Toy pilot. This interview and illustration sits within a series of commissioned essays, interviews, podcasts and artworks to be published over 12 weeks supported by CNZ. In this special series, we'll hear from five of the review panel, each of whom looked at work within three categories to help select the final compiled archive for this year. Kia ora, I'm Louise, Design Assembly founder and director, and today I'm talking to Tim O'Neill. A multidisciplinary creative with graphic design beginnings, over the past decade, Tim has found himself doing a little bit of everything, from kicking through the startup app scene to crafting type for his foundry to creating TV commercials. Currently, his 9-to-5 consists of brand strategy and identity with a diverse range of clients at Plato. Tim praises his design background for the conceptual foundation behind any creative practice. Kia ora, Tim. I'd like to start by asking you to tell us about yourself. Where do you come from? How did you come to design and what does your day-to-day look like now? I started design source directly after high school. Um, I went to... um, NETCO when it was around originally, just uh, picked up a few diplomas there, so one in uh, communications and graphic design and uh, interactive media. Um, and then, oh, just quick and short, kind of went out into the workforce for a while, but felt as though my skills weren't quite up to scratch, so uh, went back into study, um, went up north to the Monganui School of Design, which had a very good reputation. Um, and did a couple of years there to get uh, a bachelor's in design. Um, and that, yeah, that was, that was awesome. That, um, that definitely set me up and you know, put me on a level that I felt confident. Um, and then I went down to Wellington to get my first kind of agency gig at um, y just as a studio designer there. Um, learned heaps, I was only there for, for two to three years, um, but you know, massive learnings in, in the agency environment. Um, and then just did a quick stint um, over in Melbourne where I freelanced for some agencies over there. Um, did a little bit of, you know, got into the um, digital app startup scene, um, which was pretty exciting. Um, had the time to kind of um, start a little bit of an independent, um, sorry, with lost me, a tight boundary, um, which was fun, but then you know, back into full-time work, it was it was a bit of a struggle to kind of keep up as well. Um, and then yeah, found myself missing missing New Zealand, missing the way of life over here. So came back, um, got a job at Plato, been here six six years now. Just started off as a senior designer, um, and then yeah, over time, we just kind of progressed into this lead uh, creative role, where my day to day exists just basically. Um, trying to get through, you know, challenging briefs, um, working with clients, collaborating with the team, um, and essentially, yeah, just keep my head above, above water, really, yeah. Great. Thanks, Tim. It's really interesting to hear um, your background. Um, and today we're here to talk sp- specifically around the um, 2020 Katoi Archive project and your role as a reviewer and the process you went through. So maybe you can start by telling us um, which categories you reviewed and talking about a couple of projects that stood out to you. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, pretty pretty tough question. Um, because they're all, they're actually, you know, all outstanding in their own way. 
Um, I reviewed the, the motion digital and environment outputs, um, you know, which were quite kind of, you know, up my alley in a, in a sense. Um, but I had kind of picked uh, one from each. Um, for the motion one, I thought uh, the Good Morning World by Social Group um, was just a simple and kind of genius idea. Um, so in a nutshell, it kind of asked New Zealanders to say good morning to the world um, from starting places around New Zealand using social media um, every day for a year. Um, which in itself is like, in terms of campaign length, is just quite a feat itself. You know, it was designed to spread um, a positive message that put New Zealand in its best light, um, ultimately to attract tourism in that kind of natural way. And I really liked it because it just kind of felt real and super organic um, for its content. So that's cool. For the digital one, um, the pre-check by Colenso. So this was an app that kind of helps you identify breast cancer. I had to download it and kind of have a go with it myself just to get the idea of how, how they um, made the interactivity really shine, um, which, it, which it totally did. Uh, you had to kind of move around this um, skin-like landscape um, that made it feel like a really, like a discovery kind of activity. Um, you had to kind of find um, these things in this, in this world of flesh uh, for yourself. So it was just crazy engaging. And for the environmental, um, I didn't really, I didn't actually realise how much I get excited about the environment category. I haven't, I haven't done a hell of a lot of um, environmental design myself. Um, some of the team here have, uh, with the metro bus and stuff. But yeah, just the ideas were, were kind of like world class. Um, a special shout out to the, uh, the Durham Lane Super Graphics by Jazzmax. Um, beautiful storytelling with, with uh, you know, function in the urban space. The marine ecology ropes by Isthmus. Um, that was super inspiring. Uh, incorporated marine wildlife biology into urban environments. I think that's just really important um, and should be considered as kind of like a standard in city, city planning moving into the future. Awesome. Um, and looking at the categories that you reviewed, um, did you have any um, specific insights or learnings or did you see any um, kind of overarching um, trends that emerged? Yeah, I don't know, not so much trends, but um, probably the projects that crossed categories um, really took advantage and had full impact. I guess the most effective was the motion um, that was kind of done through digital means, and, and especially when they kind of utilised placements so of like being right in front of the audience um, on our devices, particularly, you know, because our phones are really personal. Um, so the message felt much stronger. Uh, so, for example, the Voice of Racism project, um, that was like literally a face-to-digital-face um, interaction, which made it quite, like, confrontational. You know, it almost made me feel awkward, um, but which is by, by design, essentially. So I gave me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, and the middle of the New Zealand election um, was another one where, like, this Russian character, Victor, snuck his way into social media feeds. So... Very intrusive, very kind of disruptive. Um, so that's, of course, what led to its success. Did you have any preconceptions um, before you looked at the work in, that had been submitted to the archive um, or any expectations that were either reaffirmed or challenged? Yeah, I was kind of expecting to see some really experimental work. I don't know what that kind of means, but like stuff with loose briefs, um, you know, things and elements that made you wonder if it was either like really genius or like insane, um, uh, which, you know, 
I do like those, but they don't always hit the mark. But no, like I found that these were much more precise, very structured with clear objectives, alongside you know techniques that that pushed the um, beyond the expected. Other than that, I, I didn't want to go into it with any preconceptions, just to kind of give them like a fair approach to the responses. Um, but I was expecting to be envious of the work, and that uh, was pretty impossible to avoid. So in that respect, um, did you think that you maybe would see more um, self-initiated projects in terms of, um, you know, talking about lo like loose briefs or? Yeah, yeah, def yeah definitely. Um, yeah, you'd love to just kind of say to yourself, um, imagine if we, you know, if we did this, um, I guess, you know, without um, any clients saying, oh, it's got to hit X, Y, and Z, but just, just for the fun of design, see how far we can take something. So, um, I don't know. For example, I guess uh, the the resin agency in Wellington, you know, they're very much known for just doing the absolute crazy and um, and showing uh, their capabilities through through digital work. Um, and was there anything that was um, particularly surprising to discover in in the process? Yeah, again, like the whole environment output um, just kind of was awakening for me. Um, it showed. You know how the world around us can be crafted um, to improve it every day, and like with good purpose behind it as well. I feel like the projects that were submitted were honestly like it could be the beginning um, for New Zealand's environmental design and where it can go. Uh, you know, I think we have the potential to be world leading um, due to our unique landscape and cultural backgrounds, um, and then when you pair that with like the level of talent in our designers, um, it gets pretty scary exciting. And really that probably speaks to um, my last question um, in terms of a moment of delight that you were, you know, so surprised to discover this exceptional work in this category of environment design. Yep, there was one uh, which, I mean, yeah, again, they were all amazing, but um, I did like this one, which was the My Human app. Um, the design and execution was brilliant, but the way it positioned itself, I think, was even better. But it's designed to help people adopt the right dog um, for them in their situation. But it flipped it to the perspective to make people think about it from the dog's um, position. And it kind of made the whole adopting a pet thing like a mutual, more of a mutual partnership or a marriage, uh, a lot more of a commitment, which is cool because a lot of people just kind of go and uh, when they think about, you know, having a new pet in the house, they think, well, what suits me rather than the dog? Um, it's more of an accessory kind of choice, which that, that's not how it should be. Um, these guys totally kind of flip that on its head. Yeah, great. Thanks, Tim. It's really interesting to hear, um, you know, which projects stood out for you and, and what you saw in general in, in the 2020 archive. And before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to um, share or say generally about um, the Katoitoi Toy archive project? Uh, thanks for making it happen um, to, and to everyone involved behind the scenes. Um, it was a pleasure to be a part of and an amazing initiative for New Zealand Design. So, yeah, thank you very much, Louise, and, and congrats for its, its success. Cool. Yeah, thanks very much, Tim. Um, it's great to hear your um, feedback in that respect. And we're really grateful for your participation in this project and what you've your perspective that you've brought to it. Um, loved hearing your insights and um, also thanks for your time to chat with me today. No problems, thank you.